the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back and happy November 9th, 2020. Chuck Schumer said this weekend, quote, now we take Georgia and then we take the world. Asked to repeat it, he put his mask on and then said, now we take Georgia and then we change America. Close quote. And he raised his fist in the air. Reminded me of this past August when Hillary Clinton said in an interview that on election night, if Donald Trump wins, Joe Biden should not concede. Quote, Joe Biden should not concede, close quote. And her longtime assistant and political operative, Jennifer Palmieri, swung her fist in the air. Always the fist with the left. It reminded me of this past March when Chuck Schumer spoke at an abortion rally and shouted, quote, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Close quote. Cheers and fists raised everywhere. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, publicly had to rebuke Schumer for that one. That the fist gets raised when Hillary calls for no concession is the same thing as a zipper on our lips and condemnation when the Trump campaign, seeing irregularities, irregularities, and instances, if not examples of, if not evidence of fraud, the Democrats prospectively, prospectively accused him of potentially doing, simply were doing what the Democrats said they would do if they lost. With Jennifer Palmieri's clenched fist jabbing the air. Of course, the idea that irregularities at the polls and with the ballots would ever disfavor Democrats is and was a farce. No, well, not a one favors the Republicans, only Democrats. Meanwhile, the calm and patience Joe Biden asked of the country Thursday ended this weekend. Two days. Meanwhile, Joe Biden speaks of healing and bringing the country together after declaring victory. At the same time, on the same day anyway, that Joe Biden spoke of healing and reconciliation, Michelle Obama tweeted that, quote, let's remember that tens of millions of people voted for the status quo, even when it meant supporting lies, hate, chaos and division. Close quote. How do you have peace and reconciliation and ending of division when you claim over 70 million of your fellow Americans voted on lies, hate, chaos and division? Remember, that defamation came after Joe Biden claimed victory and called for healing. Will the real Democratic Party raise its hand, please, or throw it in the air? I should ask, will the real Democratic Party raise its fist? Drew Holden put together a collection of Democrats who are seeking a purge of Americans, starting with a former cabinet member for Bill Clinton, Robert Reich. He asked for a truth and reconciliation commission to identify those who supported Trump for future payback. An MSNBC anchor 
said the exact same thing. Former John McCain campaign manager and Lincoln Project principal Steve Schmidt joined the call to punish law firms and campaign officials who worked for Trump so that they don't get work again in the future. Several American academics and and, uh, columnists tweeted out the same. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as well, writing that Trump supporters be identified for the future. The history of these commissions, Truth and Reconciliation Commissions, is the history of Nuremberg-type trials for those who supported criminal regimes in Latin America, South Africa, and elsewhere. It's to punish human rights abusers. Leave it to the Democratic left in America, large D, Democratic Party left, to continue to seek purges and treat Republicans like other countries have treated actual fascists. Purge lists were used, most famously, of course, by Joseph Stalin, of course, to punish and imprison dissidents and those who opposed his new regime. I've seen some of this already with law firms where they're pressured by clients and other partners that they dare not represent the president of the United States in these election irregularities. Law firms were once heroic when they defended dissidents, criminals, death penalty cases. But the president of the United States is too much and too far. He's below that status or their status. And people wonder why we worry. When socialists take large parts of the Democratic Party and then they advertise and brag that they want to act like, well, socialists of yesteryear, people wonder why we worry. They should not wonder. If right-wingers like Mitt Romney is going to put blacks in chains, as Joe Biden once said, and he's the head of the Democratic Party now, imagine what they think of those who supported candidates just a little more conservative than Mitt Romney. Well, we don't have to imagine. They told us. We were fascists. We were Hitler. And filled with lies, hate, chaos, and division in Michelle Obama's phraseology. All the woke claims about anyone who deserves no speech or other constitutional protections. We just don't get them. We don't earn them. We're not Americans. The Constitution doesn't apply to us. Hate. That's the one the woke among us love to throw around. Hate. That's the shibboleth that stands for the justification of silencing conservatives more than any other. It's what they use to say speech can be violence or words can be weapons. And once words are no longer words, of course, of course, the First Amendment no longer applies. Of course, the riots and statements and use of the F word about the police, the president and America, that's never characterized by the words hate and division. Only moderate conservatives can be deemed un- only moderates and conservatives can be deemed unworthy of a fair hearing or even a modicum of constitutional protections. Never the left, they never get denied it. You make someone an untermensch, it's a subhuman, and then you can do to them whatever you like, because they represent what the elites believe to be an unenlightened or hateful worldview. A worldview is evidently hate-filled when it supports law over crime not shoveling billions of dollars to terrorist regimes, creating Middle East peace treaties, protecting the border, giving economic opportunities to minorities in record numbers. Those are the crimes of the Untermensch. 
and of course using the same process Al Gore used in 2000, putting the country through over a month of trials and recounts of a presidential election. The legal process, though, is all of a sudden out of bounds, or should be evidently, on behalf of Republicans and the Trump campaign. Gore does it patriotic. Trump does it scoundrel. I don't know the merits or outcomes of these claims that have been filed, obviously, but it does seem to me that if election integrity is still something we believe in, and that up to a month ago Democrats were speaking of, it's worth a full airing to make sure the election was integral. And if it was, it was. If we lost, we lost. Let us keep in mind, too, we are less than a week from our election last Tuesday. And when it came to the last election, the Democrats, in large part, never conceded. Hillary Clinton always maintained she lost due to fraud. Not ballot fraud, but outside Russian interference. As Byron York reminds, on January 6, 2017, two weeks before Donald Trump was inaugurated, Congress met in joint session to certify the results of the Electoral College. It had historically been a ceremonial pro forma event, but several House Democrats tried to block certification of various state results. Representative Barbara Lee objected to certification, quote, on behalf of the millions of Americans, including members of the intelligence community who are horrified by evidence that the Russians interfered in our election, close quote evidence that they interfered. And by March of 2017, two months into the Trump administration, investigations commenced as to coordination with Russia to alter the 2016 election. How long ago and faded does the name Robert Mueller sound right now? But that's what plagued America and the presidency of Donald Trump for three years. So it's a little precious to now hear that questions of shenanigans should not or cannot be investigated before the president is sworn in or certified. What, after all, sounds more credible to you? That Russia and the Trump campaign used Facebook to alter the election of 2016? Or that the unprecedented use of millions of unsolicited mail-in ballots that got counted at four in the morning after the election may have produced inequities, to put it no higher? As Byron York put it again, What the Democrats did to Donald Trump's 2016 victory was the longest and most weaponized accusation of election fraud and cheating in the history of America. Bears repeating. What the Democrats did to Donald Trump's 2016 victory was the longest and most weaponized accusation of election fraud and cheating in the history of America. But as we say, if we lost, we lost. But what did we lose if we lost? We lost an election, and we didn't lose the House or the Senate or the state legislatures. And we didn't lose one other really big thing not a lot of people have been talking about, perhaps because they don't want to. Who here had been paying attention to Proposition 16 in California? California, the most liberal state in the country. Proposition 16, if it passed, would have eradicated the civil rights initiative there. It would have put race and gender 
preference classifications back into law in California, overriding their 1996 decision not to do that. It would have literally reinstituted discrimination based on race in the name of affirmative action. Guess what? It was defeated by over 1 million votes and a 13-point margin in liberal California. It tells me something I'm optimistic about that we should all be optimistic about. When we have a fair hearing on conservative principles divorced from personalities, we can gain some great victories. Now, why do I say great? Because race norming and re-racializing America is a big part of the Democratic Party. See, for example, that Joe Biden is already slating to restore critical race training sessions in the federal government. But not even Californians want that sort of thing. Only elites do. Voters don't. So maybe it's time to dust off our Barry Goldwater when he implored, let's grow up, conservatives. He would say we should put our shoulder to the wheel, go to work, and get ready to win the next time. We can do that, and we should do that. Schumer will help. The progressive wing of the Democratic Party will help. Imposing solutions and policies not even Californians want will help. And I think in time, if we're smart and committed, the country will see there are a lot worse things than a Republican in the White House. Namely, Joe Biden and today's Democratic Party. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. It's the most effective whole food supplement on the market. It's balance of nature. It's all organic. It's picked. Its veggies and fruits are picked at the peak of ripeness. Third party tested for all kinds of impurities. I take it every single day, and it's gotten me through some rough days, I'll tell you, where the stress is pretty high. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering a great deal. Free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. We're talking all the good stuff. Mango, apples, bananas, blueberries, spinach, zucchini. 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE or give them a call at 800-246-8751. It's my favorite product. John's in Peoria. Hi, John. Seth, how are you, sir? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Now, uh, uh, a little bit of trivia. That was Herb Albert and yes. the Tijuana Brass yeah, it, bumper music. It yeah. was yes, it was, and it's. I think the only Herb Albert music we play on this show, if I'm not mistaken. And the reason I don't feature more of it is insulting to Herb Albert, but maybe appropriately so. I just don't think he's a very good trumpeter. <laughs> He's like the worst hey, trumpeter that ever made it big. Oh, yeah, that's true. He made it really but big, he though. A, he, he really did. He figured, he figured out a great sound but and an important one. And, he, you know, A&M Records, great businessman. But he's just not a very good trumpet player. But I for know, some but reason, he, I like that always, song. So, you know. I do, too. And he had a good personality. He was always a smiling guy. Still but, is. Hey, listen. Best friends. Here's, here's, here's trivia for you, John. What? Right. Who? Who was one of his best friends in high school? Oh Jesus! There's only no way to know, know that, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you've listened <laughs> yeah, to the only... show from day one. The answer is Jack I'm... Kemp. 
No, oh, that's right, the football player. That, yes, the football player, Jack Kemp. And yes. the politician. Yes, that's like the and woman the, who was, was trying to spell. That's, that story is like the guy. <laughs> it's like when David Eisenhower was checking into a motel in Pennsylvania and had to keep, keep spelling his last name to the clerk at the hotel. She goes, oh, Eisenhower, like the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jack Kemp, like the football a, player. Good. I, I, you have your priorities policy. right. I like it. I know. Hey, listen. You, first of See, all, we got you laughing. Uh, this is it's a good day. We I got, know. Okay. Yeah, you did, and let me know. Let you know who I am first. I'm the guy that was going to uh, Texas Roadhouse. Yes. And uh, I, say and no more. Yes. That, yes. Yes. That's right. I was keeping you from guy, your you dinner. Remember that yeah. we that we met. Um, oh. At the say for the was it the for the soul of uh, saving the soul of America? Yes, when, that's right. Yes. That's right. And I, I'm the law enforcement, the retired law yes. enforcement guy. Yes, so you now are. I want to know. So you always will remember who I am by a Texas law Roadhouse. enforcement, then, food, good cheer. What's not to yes. like? Exactly, sir. Here's the deal. I am. I've got to commend you. I, I wish you run for office someday. You should. You got to run for office. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Uh, was it was it your sidekick that ran for office? No, Chris it was Buck? me. <laughs> it was me. It was me. It was me. I can't remember. It's you okay. Know, it's before, okay. It's that okay. was before I met you. There you are know, no. You uh, there are need to run again. There may be. Yeah. There may be no final accent, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. But here's the deal. I loved your uh, and you're the doctor too because you learn so much from you. You're sweet. I, I just want to say Thanks. that, and especially uh, your monologue today. Thank uh, you. Your lesson today, it brought back memories because my mama, God rest her soul, uh, lived through that terrible war in uh, Germany. And uh, so when you talk about Untermensch, it yeah. brought back a lot of things. Yeah, and, uh, well, I think that's how that they I, think of us. I really do. Because I, her mother um, her mother may have uh, – um, uh, I don't want to go into it. One day I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, before the uh, – but they write you out of humanity. They write you out of uh, the, 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 the legitimate uh, claims to natural rights and justice that fellow human beings have. And you can't help but think and hear that in the voice of the left about conservatives. Um, we don't have the same free speech rights. We don't have the same civil liberties because we aren't entitled to them because our views to them are violent, hate-filled, abhorrent, you name it. We're not fellow Americans to them with an equal claim oh, to a political opinion that differs from theirs. That's true, sir. What I want to say is, look, now they're calling, oh, let's heal, let's heal, yeah. or, or part of them yeah. are calling, let's heal. Let's, after you've called us rubes, right. after you've called <laughs> us uh, deplorables, after you call us, uh, like you said, making us untermensch. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But anyhow, here's the deal. Dennis Prager said, I don't know if you heard it, we're not going back to milk toast, lily-livered Republicans anymore. Dennis Prager said it himself. He, you know, he went he went down the list. Bob Dole, great man. I love Bob Dole, a war hero. He's just great. Chose Jack Kemp as his running mate. Yeah, good man all the way around. L- lousy sure. politician, right? Right. You know, right. Uh, the milk toast. Uh, well, he wasn't milk toast, but he <laughs> he was. He no, wasn't. he was. He was. He he uh, he was. He 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 moved with the wind. He moved with uh-huh. the wind. Yeah. Same thing with McCain. Yeah. You know, same yep. thing with McCain. War hero. Yep. I'm always great biography. A not a great political leader. I agree with you on exactly. that. Exactly. Yep. Ronald Reagan 
and Donald Trump are my two presidents. Winners. I'm sorry. Winners. 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 And we we should. And uh, Dennis Prager said the Republican Party was dead. Do this favor for Donald me, John. Trump, I got to take a quick break. We're going to do a sure. quick. Feel free to stay, and we can come back in a few moments as we listen to a real trumpet player. I think John Dombrowski is the best. That's why we feature him so much, and he has our culture and economy update. He is from Grand Canyon Planning Associates. That's his company. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. J.D., happy Monday. Hey, how's it going, Seth? Do you notice, I don't know, I, I assume that yes. you look up a little bit, like I do, mm-hmm. what happened on this day in history. It's not like we just know this. Maybe you do. I mm-hmm. don't just know every time something no, you are correct. I okay. do, I, I, I do Have you noticed research. how many times those lists start with something Napoleon did or didn't do? Or the Nazis. or It's yes. mostly Napoleon. Napoleon yeah. There's a lot of Napoleon. Crazy. And, and I just wonder if it's like a French publisher or something who puts that out. That's it's a lot. It's very Napoleon heavy. Very Could very well be. Anyway. Napoleon-esque or Napoleon-like or what? Dow and S&P yes. rally. Hard, yeah. h- hardcore. Big time. NASDAQ, now, we, not, now why would NASDAQ go down? The techs had some problems, I guess, huh? They did. So think about this. We had such a rally. The tech has been really the driver of this, yeah. this uh, market uh, over the past uh, year. We have seen, of course, a lot of uh, the reason for that being, you know, the shutdowns that we saw. Technology has been the key to keeping people uh, working, keeping people in touch with one another. And innovation has occurred because of that. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, though, now that the possibility of a vaccine is there, this is thinking, OK, we need to start broadening this out. We're probably going to change again the way we do things. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Someone said to me today, hey, the cat's already out of the bag. You right. don't have to have 10,000 square feet of an office right. to accomplish the same thing for your business. Right. You know, you don't have to go through all of the the cost involved in a lot of setting up these these companies uh, at, at some type of a facility if people can work remotely. And if that's the case, then I don't know if this is really going to hold true long term or it's just more of a broadening of the markets thinking, hey, these other industries that got hurt really bad, Seth, over the past six, seven months are going to recover. They're going to be okay, And they're at such a low value right now. Let's take advantage of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But remember, the the Nasdaq and the S&P have already surpassed. Their uh, their all time highs prior to COVID. The Dow had not until today. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, people hear Pfizer all day long, mm-hmm. and an inclination is, should I buy some Pfizer? Yeah, it was up seven point six nine percent today. And the question then is, mm, now it's too late to buy Pfizer, oh. or is it? You know, again, Seth, it's, it's, I'm not going to make any recommendations. Right. I can't hear because I don't know everyone's situation. Right, right, However, right. Um, we don't buy a stock just because of one reason, you right. know, one thing. We buy it for a specific purpose in our portfolio, in our overall portfolio. Pfizer's a good company. It pays a dividend. Uh, that could be something that fits within your parameters if, if you're a type of investor that's looking for companies that have the possibility for growth as well as income. So uh, Pfizer's a good company. Are there other companies out there as well? Yes, that could be in a similar, um, you know, uh, type of work, whether it's uh, drugs or whether it's uh, somewhere in the medical profession or, you know, the healthcare, whatever it might be. You can get access to these companies without buying the individual stock, you know, through an ETF or a mutual fund. Okay. 
Okay, good. But and, so is it too late? That was your question? Yeah, no, I mean, when there's a big – and today right. it's Pfizer, tomorrow it could be, right. you know, whatever, some, right. you know – Name name a big company. It I would just say right. this, it's right. always a risk, right? Because the mark, yes, the, the stock was up dramatically today. They came out with a great announcement. If something happens and it doesn't, you know, come out to play like they're saying today, then the stock would have a pullback, right? So mm-hmm. just be aware that when you're buying any individual stock, that you're buying it for a specific reason and you're willing to take on that risk. Good. Okay. Um, what else are we going to be looking at that's important this week? Um, I suppose uh, I suppose we're going to be looking at uh, consumer sentiment and stuff like that at the yeah, end of the week. Yeah, and, and, and I still, yeah, definitely. Also, still looking at the you know what's happening uh, with the presidential race as well, or the presidential results as yeah. well as uh, you know looking forward to uh, Georgia. I'm sure you're more on top of that than I am, and what's happening in the Senate out there. Well, so, it depends on the minute. You might be. Yeah. I'll tell you that this thing is a rapidly changing uh, bullseye uh, target. I, I yeah. hear you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we always are looking for economic data that's happening each week. Uh, but right now the market certainly has shown it's it's got some real strength behind it and some momentum. But I wouldn't expect this to last forever, of course. People have to be cautious and careful about their investments and understand uh, how they're invested and uh, have it have invested for a purpose. Right. Okay. That's what you do. That's what yes, you help sir. people they, with. They, reach out, they can reach out to me at 480-991-1055. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finran Tippic, and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. Bless you, sir. Talk, Talk to you tomorrow. soon. Rave on. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. John and Peoria was, pl- was uh, nice enough to stay with us. John, thanks for your patience. Appreciate it. You were making some uh, points about the election. Seth. Yes. You're there. I I'm was here. able to stay. I was telling your producer that I ran out of uh, juice or was running quickly out of juice, but I put it on the charger. So thank you for... Uh, you betcha. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. For, uh, no, basically just going back to what I was saying... Uh, here's the deal. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's you. It's not going to be united right away. Right. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on, guys. There has to be After a little bit of you, an effort and a little bit of work on this. Exactly. Exactly. Everything is not peaceful and calm just because we won. Yeah. They were the side that was stirring up the rancor. They were the side that at first ignored, then denied, and then ever so quietly spoke about the riots in the streets. They were the ones, Nancy Pelosi was the one who called police forces stormtroopers and said people will do what people will do when she was asked about people destroying statues in Baltimore. No, they they, they need to have a little bit of a reckoning on their own first. They really do. And it's not, you know, all um, peace and hopscotch and bed of roses just because they won. It shouldn't be. I mean, their grievances were about the entire history of America. Is that over because of one night in November? No, and here's the thing. They're even speaking now, you know, the old thing, speaking with forked tongue. You know what I mean? Yes, Uh, yes. Both sides of their mouth still they're speaking. One side is saying, uh, uh... One side, oh, no, let's come together. One side says come together, and then the same party with, you know, an equally perhaps popular name, Obama, says lies, hate, chaos, and we're a party of lies, hate, chaos, and division. 
yeah, stop that talk, and maybe we'll begin to believe you or denounce it. You know, Joe Biden never had a sister soldier moment. That would be a heck of a one. Denounce. No, absolutely, absolutely. And getting back to my point, I I don't think I completed it. Here's the thing: Dennis said it was already the Republican Party was already dead, and Donald Trump brought it back to life, and we're never going back. And, and I agree with him. I agree And with I think that. most most Republicans will, uh, uh, because I don't think we'll ever again accept anybody that's, like I said, milk toast yeah. or lily-livered, right. old-fashioned, old-school terms. Right, give us bold but, colors. That's what we want. That's exactly. What, that's what we want, and we can win with it. And even Lindsey Graham, who sometimes, uh, you know, I, I, I worry about, but I think he's been true. Thank God, him and Ted Cruz. It's amazing. The guys that initially had such a beef with Donald Trump became his best friend. Yeah, no, happens. I mean, I want to see our party more Christy Noams. I want to see more uh, 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 Ron yes, DeSantis. Yeah, South Dakota. Yeah, I want to see Ron DeSantis's of Florida. I want to see Tom Cotton's. I want to see Josh Hawley's. More Andy, you know, more of the Andy Biggs's. I, I want to see people who are in it to fight for it as well as win it. You know, and Ted Cruz, of course, has been immeasurably important, of course. And I'll even say this. I'll even say this. And I think most Republicans will now if Donald Trump, if he loses. And I don't know. I'm not going to say he didn't. uh, He he didn't uh, lose just yet. I mean, it doesn't look good, but I'm I'm going to stick with him. I, I forked in a hundred. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right off the bat. Right. And, you no, know, I that, it. I it, it hurts a little. Yeah. But I, I said, look, I'm going to fork over 100 for the effort. Sure. But here's the deal. And I don't even care. I, I did that right away. But if, if we should give him first crack, if he if he does lose, give him first crack. Uh, I, I would say he should he should have the opportunity if he wants to. And I think, guess what? I think people would go with him again. I'm serious, uh, Chris. I don't know what your feelings are. On yeah, that. I, I have mixed feelings on that, actually. And let's think about it. But but let's think about it when it's over, when it's all said and yeah. done. Let's not. No, you're right. Let's well, not, that for let's not bury any any living people today. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. Trumpism is alive. Well, look, he showed how to fight back and he showed if someone does succeed him to the race. He showed where the problems are with the left, with the bureaucracy, with Washington. He showed them how to fight and he showed them where to fight. And for that, we'll, we'll forever be grateful. Who knew it was this hard? Exactly. Yeah, we'll, for, we'll forever be grateful. But um, yeah, let's, let's talk prospects. Uh, let's, let's give it a little time before we talk prospects. Let's win Georgia Seth, first. God How's bless that? You. Let's God bless you, John. Let's win Georgia first. On to Georgia, and then win there. Kevin in Scottsdale, thanks for your waiting, Kevin. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Seth. It's Kevin. You, you, am I online now? You are, sir. Fantastic. Hey, um, first of all, I love your monologues. Thank They're you. Great. Thank you. And the way your mind is incredible. But um, Thank you. being raised, born and raised on the south side of Chicago, in 2008 I made a prediction when Obama won that we'll probably see the most corrupt criminal enterprise in the White House. That's what panned out. And then in uh, 
2016 when Trump won, I said, you're probably going to see the most the biggest cover-up bleach bid ever by, by, the, o- by the Obama and then, team. Yeah, yeah by, by Obama and his crew. And then uh, this year with the election, I warned the RNC that you better watch out. These guys are going to try to cheat so much, and sure enough, that panned out. But the reason I'm calling is because if if Justice Alito came in, stepped in in front of Justice Roberts, and basically sent down a decree right. to Pennsylvania right. and said, this is what's going to go on, right. he basically overstepped Justice Roberts. And my question to you is, because of what Roberts has done in the past, specifically with Obamacare and how he changed everything. And now what he did by not hearing the Republicans' request in, in Pennsylvania to look at the uh, counting of votes after the election. Right. Roberts basically gave Pennsylvania the green light to cheat. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. First of all, um, it's possible that this does go before the Supreme Court still. It's, in fact, I think even odds that uh, Pennsylvania, depending on depending on what some of these um, some of these allegations, uh, some of these filings say, it's possible it could go to the Supreme Court. Um, and I don't know then what Roberts does. I just he's unpredictable, to be sure. He's unpredictable in the extreme. He doesn't want the case. He clearly does not want the Supreme Court to involve itself here. It may be that he doesn't get that say. But if he does get it, you know, I I wouldn't predict which way he'd go. I wouldn't predict which way he'd go necessarily. The law is fairly clear to me. It's fairly clear to me and other liberal lawyers, too, like Turley and Dershowitz, that what, Philip, what Pennsylvania did is pretty black letter impermissible. We'll see if it gets there, and I think he might surprise us for the good, possibly. All fingers crossed. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. This looks interesting because I've always been curious about this quote. Rick in Phoenix. Hi, Rick. Hello there, Seth. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing well, thank you. It's so good to talk to you. You too. Hey, our uh, our mutual friend J.D. Hayworth. Yes, sir. Used to say, history doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. That's like you saying to him, our mutual friend Seth Liebson likes to say all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. That's not a he JD I love, but he didn't invent that quote. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. But it he goes used to back to I think Mark Twain. Okay, okay. Well, I uh, I remember he used to say it quite a bit on his uh, radio program. Yeah, so, no, he's he's a great man. Yeah, you bet. Well, listen, if he's reason, listening, I hope he under- <laughs> I hope yeah, he understood really. what I Okay. Yeah. Right. Seth Leibson if you're going like to appropriate JD. Mark, if someone Mark Twain's pretty good. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's okay. right. Okay. That that's all leads up to this. 
your conversation with John was great. Your monologue was terrific. The, all of this is then reminded me, reminding me of some quotes from uh, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, one of them comes from his second inaugural address where he was reflecting on the Civil War. He said both parties deprecated war, but one of them would make war rather than let the nation survive, right. and the other would accept war rather than let it perish. And the war came. And the war came. And the war right. came. I think right. those are the most haunting words in an inaugural, yes. and the war yes. came. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even uh, equally interesting is what he said in his House Divided speech mm-hmm. before he was elected. Mm-hmm. When he said, a house divided against itself cannot stand, mm-hmm. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. Right. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall. Right. But I do expect that it will cease to be divided. Right. It will become all one thing or all the other. Right. And I think those quotes rhyme with what's going on nice. today. Nice. 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 Yeah. I've done a lot. That's that's well done, Rick. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, invocations of things Lincoln said this year, and yeah. um, I still think he is uh, he is he's the one who understood our country better than any other president ever yeah. understood its founding, understood its future, and I think saved it at its most crucial time. That, in concurrence with you, Rick, I believe has a lot of the same shadings as it did then. Not because we have slavery, obviously, but because we have such a divided view of what this country is. It's not really so much about divisions of opinions as much as it is divisions of principles. I could say a lot about more about that and will in a little bit. Thanks, Rick. Bless you.